to the top fives, the show of everything. Top fives presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prady. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have, I think, a pretty uh, enthralling couple lists for you this evening. Yeah. We kind of came up, I would with, use came that up word. came up with these all on the spot, I would say, but uh, I'm actually really excited for this one because I think the two of these lists, we have done like a version of this or we've done like kind of uh, what we call paralleling lists with each other. But, you know, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but we'll, we'll get into it later. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll um, but first, uh, Shawnee, good to see you. Cheers. Cheers. I have. Oh, what is that? Oh, my God. You got a what? Oh, what is that? that is please, a, uh, please describe that to me. It looks really cool. That is a gin sour. Ooh, gin sour. It has that cool yeah. like, purple color. Yeah. So that's Empress Gin. Uh, Alicia made this for me. She's made me one. I did the last three or four nights in a row. It's uh, two shots of Empress Gin. Uh, three quarter simple syrup, three quarter egg white. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Oh, and lemon juice. Ooh, okay. And you guys do freshly squeezed squeeze lemons, right? I think. Yes, we you do. Made, you made me a. Uh, oh well, uh, you and Elise. Was it whiskey sour? Whiskey sour, which was. Or was it an old fashioned? I can't remember. It was a whiskey. The, I think it was a whiskey sour, because it had okay. the it had the lemon juice in it. I think. Okay, yeah, that would have been Thank that. You. Yeah, that that was so good, dude. Um, and that was such a cool, yeah. cool thing visiting your place for the first time and like, you know, just like making cocktails. <laughs> it was kind of cool. And making out. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Making out uh, <laughs> like a bandit, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> fucking. Um, that's what I'm sipping on tonight. You you don't nice. have anything. I have nothing. I have this empty water oh, God. container. I should have put water. Hmm. I, I drank some water before this, so I was like, okay, I think I'll be good for this show. But uh, I am dry. I have like no, I have no, um, well, I have some whiskey. I do have some whiskey, but I don't have any like okay. beer or anything at the house at the moment. So You know what? That's probably for the best, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I want, There was a moment where I was drinking like quite a lot of beer in the month, and then uh, you know, I guess the holiday season too, like when I was back home for Thanksgiving, you know, like my dad was just like, okay, this beer's in the fridge. And I was like, you know what? Got a few days off, going to kick back and drink some beer. So, <laughs> Love that. Yeah. but uh, Beers are a good time. Beers are a good time. Um, yeah. But uh, off air, I was going to tell Joey the story. Um, this week at my work, um, I had like an incident at work where we had this homeless guy come into the store. We're about open for like an hour. And this guy goes, hey, can I get a free donut? And I was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, man. You gotta, you know, buy something, or, you know." So is was, this like five, five thirty in the morning? Yeah, five thirty in the morning. Ugh. There's like maybe one person sitting inside, and uh, yeah, it was crazy, dude. Like I was literally about to say, "But I can get you like a water, or I can get you something, you know, you know, something, just offer him something." And the dude was you're a good dude. Yeah, I was, you know, I was trying to be a good Samaritan, and the dude literally was like, looked at me, and he goes, "Fuck you," and he just like pushes and I'm, I'm at the uh the bar area and you know there's um, if you remember there's some glass right there yeah uh, pushes the glass it doesn't break which i'm actually really surprised and it sh- wow. uh, but it like damages the brackets that it's on and what's crazy is we have some chocolate mocha sauce in a container and it's like t- it's not touching the wall 
but it's in that area. So with the brute force of this guy pushing it, um, the mocha just went and just spilt like all over the place. Cleaning up the mocha is one of the worst fucking chores. Now, the damage that he caused and the the extra labor that he caused, it would have just been cheaper to give him a fucking donut. For real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like that happened. And then, you know, we called the cops and stuff. And then um, the cops come and they're like, Oh, the person you're describing, we actually got a call just before you guys. Uh, this dude actually assaulted some woman in her car, apparently. And, yeah, so he came to the store right after. So it was pretty crazy, dude. All fired up. All Jesus. fired up. So they, like, legit arrested this guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to Did you talk to the cops or anything? Uh, my supervisor did, but, I mean, I just, I just described that. I was like, hey, he just came in here and did this and, like, all that. And then the worst, I guess the worst part was the mocha stuff was like trying to clean that shit up. And then, um, yeah, it sucks. And then we had like people started coming in and we're like, oh man, <laughs> like the, the area that we're supposed to work in is just not fit for like working in right now. <laughs> so that sucks, dude. but it, it's all good. I mean, you know, we've both been in that world and you know, we've witnessed stuff before and I, I try to, I keep my cool most of the time. Um, it's just, it's just an inconvenience. I would say. Did you say any? Did, were you like, "Yo, fuck you"? Hey, I was just like, "Yo, dude, you gotta leave. Get out of here. We're gonna call the cops." And he just like stood still for like a bit, and then my supervisor just went like, "All right." <laughs> so yeah, that was my Monday this uh, this week, uh, which Man. was exciting. Um, but yeah, everything's been pretty chill oh, so far. Nice. You know? So I'm in my bath, my little bathrobe again. I think it's beginning to do that. Yes, it's becoming I a need theme to, for I me. Need to jump back on the rub train. Yeah, well, it's 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 like getting chilly out here too, and you know, yeah. Then I've realized the nights where I'm just like after work and just relaxing, you know, after especially after the show, I'm just like, I just want to feel comfortable and you know, just feel good. So, <laughs> just want to feel good. Can just you make good. me feel good? <laughs> uh, it's a really weird monsters ball reference. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that we won't get into. So, yeah, dude. <laughs> so yeah. but anyways uh, life is good man um good yeah just uh just trying to get to the week i feel uh, that so i'm because i have been up since yeah, now I'm early this morning um yeah what else shit um that's pretty much it dude it's nice. december now so that's you know we're, trying, we're getting through this, the, the month of december and i've got my cousin's wedding my my cousin edwin's getting married next saturday so all that's right congrats fun. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, Edwin, if you listen to the show, congrats, man. Where where is um, the wedding going to be? It's going to be in Los Angeles. It's it's not like uh you know, it's not like downtown LA. It's it's kind of a little bit out of the out of this area, but um yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I this is going to be the part of my family I usually see once a year for Christmas, but we haven't seen each other for like you know, for Christmas the last two Christmases cuz yeah, it's been COVID the and virus that shall not be named. Yeah, the virus shall not be named. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see like family and hang out with like you know. And then I have a my cousin Ashley. She just had a baby too, like recently. So it's getting to see like all the all the new family too. So I'm I'm really excited about that. So very cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Joey, how are you doing today and this week and this <sighs> and this weekend? How was your weekend, dude? <laughs> 
The weekend was good, man. Um, I'm trying to think, what the hell did we do Friday? The weekend's been blur remember. for sure. <laughs> and so it, it really, yeah. Um, we did our whole Christmas. We got our tree. We got Ooh, our tree okay. up. Yeah. Uh, we had to chop down or chop some of the bottom branches off to get it into the base. Um, ordered some Golden Boy, made made quite a few of these bad boys. I know, those look um, so good. <laughs> mm. Those look delicious. They're so good. Um, what else? There's so much. I don't know. Lisa started her new job. I don't know if I'm allowed. Eh, she's working at Facebook, which that's is crazy. wild. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Meta. At the um, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So she started that yesterday. Oh, man. Exciting. Fresh. Very fresh then. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, let's see. I went to the doctor's, got a clean bill of health. Um, They're like, can you pee into this cup? And I was like, I just went. There's no way. And she's like, just try. And I went in. Boom. I was able to do it. It was like <laughs> it was magic. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, I'm still fucking reeling from Get Back, the Get Back documentary. You I know, have not I, stopped yeah. thinking about it. You haven't watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet, dude. And Fuck. I'm waiting for like a free moment to do it. Um, You're not, you need several free moments because it's yeah. like 10 hours long. Yeah, although I've seen lots of clips from the series, and it is—it is from what you've described. There are a lot of you know, it's such a, a long documentary where there's a lot of those moments that happen um, during like the songwriting process, and it's—it's it's yeah. cool, man. It's really—it's cool that there is this footage that exists and it's been edited to for people to watch, especially for you know how uh, the how impactful the Beatles have been to music and a lot of different generations of people. So I think that's so cool. <laughs> I think if you're not a fan of the Beatles and if you're not a person who has ever written songs with other people, the first episode is going to be a little difficult to sit through because there's a lot of repetitive. It's them just kind of noodling around until they find a riff and they start working on it. And it's a very yeah, slow yeah. drawn out repetitive kind of process. Uh, the second one, you know, finally the songs start to take shape. There's more drama. There's more, you know, but the first one is a lot of them just sitting in a fucking room rehearsing and trying to, you know, figure stuff out, which can be boring, can be kind of frustrating, can, yeah, yeah. can also be really exhilarating at the same time. If you've ever been in that situation where you're learning a song for the first time and talking it through and figuring it out, um, I think there's no there's no clip that you can watch that is going to give you that feeling of being able to watch you know paul mccartney's just strumming on his bass and then absentmindedly comes up with the riff to get back that's and so then cool. they just you know what i mean like and then you see that process over nine hours yeah until yeah. they you know it's finished and they love it and they're excited about it um because you don't see, I mean, even documentaries these days, I know it's the Beatles and they have footage and like, but yeah. like the format of this kind of series, I think that was such an interesting thing because yeah, it's somewhat unfiltered in a way, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it has its moments where it just kind of lives, right? And yeah. you're just there to well, kind of witness. I think the only other artists that you could have gotten away with something of this length with yeah. is Elvis and Bob Dylan, probably. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. 
and I'm sure there's lots of footage of like Bob Dylan and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, Scorsese's made a two and a half hour documentary on Bob Dylan. I mean, you could do a series on Dylan. You could do a series on Elvis and there's other artists that you could do a series on, but I'd say those three have probably had, no, that's terrible to say. I was going to say they've probably had the most cultural impact. I think at their time, they definitely did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think Lennon and McCartney as songwriters and probably Dylan in that camp as well will be remembered two, three, 400 years from now, you know? Yeah. That's super cool. So I don't know if I, if we talked about this last time, but is it a limited thing? Like it's only, I don't know. That's why I I thought Uh... it was because they kept saying streaming on these three days. So I was like, is it only available for those three days? So I made sure to watch it, but it's still up there as far as I know. Okay. Uh, it's very good. Like, just put it on. Like, you don't even need to, like, pay attention fully until I'd say the second episode. Okay. Um, but, like, just have it on. Have these guys creating music in the background while you're doing shit. Like, just don't wait. Don't, don't. wait for the perfect time because you're always you're always going to be like, it's nine hours long. I don't have time. For yeah. Like, just, <laughs> just start the first one and don't worry about it. Um, I, I feel you, dude yeah um yeah i think that's super cool i i'm i'm really want to check it out we talked about it on our last episode too with andrew um because the episode was was ben centered um you know and that was fun that was a lot of that fun. was a lot of fun and thank you andrew hopkins thank, thank you, you hops dude. thug thrifty <laughs> uh for for joining us that was so much fun dude so um yeah that's so cool i I've been really into these like band documentaries. I think I mentioned this in the past, but, um, yeah, probably, 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 uh, there is a series on vice, um, on their YouTube channel called the story of, uh, and it's kind of like a make a making of like of the song. And it usually focuses on one, like one song from the artist and they do, they've done all sorts of people. They've done, um, bands from like Papa Roach, to like uh shaggy like shark you know yeah. um the last one i watched was uh Weedus, um teenage dirtbag and like the the yeah 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 the story behind that song and like how that was so That's it's cool. cool and they're like i don't know they're short ones like 20 20 minutes but they're they're really interesting cuz of course they re, you know they they interview the, the people behind the song and you know, sometimes they're like one hit wonders. Sometimes they're like a group that's been still going. Like, so it's, it's really cool. And you get to hear like the actual story behind it. And like, you know, teenage dirtbag was literally like this one dude, you know, just, um, just singing, you know, kind of his writing his own songs and kind of trying to come up with an anthem for like the rocker guy. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really cool. And it's like, Oh, you get, you know, you kind of find the, the real, the real intent and meaning from the you know you get it from them and like what they were trying to say and then of course the totally. the songwriting process of like how it came to be the most interesting one i thought was uh who let the dogs out by the baja men fuck out of here seriously the f- and get the fuck out of I'm here i'm not kidding dude because i thought the baja men were those three dudes right yeah it's the, those three guys there were three guys let me right? ask let me ask let me ask who 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 <laughs> Who are the Baja Men was actually like an actual band um, that played like Caribbean type music. And then they actually li- literally auditioned those three guys. So they weren't like part of the band originally. 
So they did they sing or do they? They sang. Like... They sang, and they were they were talented guys. It was just uh, they kind of put the band together, and that's kind oh, of how well, they did yeah. it back in you know in the in that time. More of a more of a professional thing than like a passion thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like it was interesting because that uh, like they had I think one guy um played the song in like Hawaii or something. It was like this bizarre thing where how the song got like viral. Um and you know before, before like, viral was a thing. Before yeah. viral was a thing. And it's like, oh my God. And so you just don't realize that kind of stuff. And then of course for the those like three guys and you know the rest of Baja man, it's like, you know, it changed their life. Like that one song like like changed the trajectory of like how they you know were in the music industry and you know they went from like three guys who were just auditioning to like touring the world and, you know, being on these award shows, you know, cause it got a lot 20 of 20 years later. They're like, I still got to fucking sing about these dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes they're like proud of it. They're like, you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this one song that we got. Totally. So like, but it's, it's very interesting. There's a lot of different like artists and there, there's not one genre they kind of focus on. So if you were the Baja man and you were touring the world, would you a, play who let the dogs out early in the set b play it uh like as you're closing c play it as your encore or d subvert expectations and not play it at all Ooh, i mean as the bot you got to play that song so i mean i'm kind of down with subverting the expectation as far as putting it earlier in the set um mm. Because then aren't yeah. you afraid that they'll they'll leave if all they came for to hear was that is that song, huh? How many like I there's a there's at least a percentage of people that would leave right after they hear that song. Yeah, I don't know. I would be bold with it if they knew more of the songs that we wrote. That and maybe they have a, like a fan base like that over time. You know, I would be comfortable doing it. Um, it's kind of like when we. I mean, this is different. It's different because it was like kind of like a, a big hit for them. Um. You know, like Arctic Monkeys, when we saw them last, they had like a few albums deep and some of the songs I would expected maybe for them to play like later on in the set, they played like earlier in the set. So I, and I don't I know. Depends, forgive right? them when we saw them in Outside Lands, they didn't play Fake Tales of San Francisco. It was like, I know Fuck you. it's so perfect for that. I But I bet Fuck you they you. they probably played that song enough times in San Francisco. Enough <laughs> times. Yes. But I, I saw know, it once in San Francisco. It was great. It's it's so fitting for for a festival like that. So, um, but yeah, that that yeah, the whole Beatles thing reminded me of that. And um, they release some sporadically. They kind of release maybe like one every like month. It's not like cool. a it's not like a consistent thing. But there's about I think seven it's on eight Vice. There. Yeah, just type nice. in Vice. I think it's called the story of. Um, I, I have Vice Channel on the Apple TV. I'll check it out, dude. Uh, there's actually one on the uh, Cisco's Thong song, that was really funny. But it's great because like you you see them like you know they're like talking about the song. And they're like, yo, I you know I owe everything to the song, or or I'm still so passionate about like how the song came out. Um, no matter no matter if it was like my one hit wonder or like the song that is just kind of what I'm known for, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's very cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Um, but yeah, watch get back. Just fucking throw it on as soon as we're done here. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll relax after. Uh, you know, after yeah. this and just do that. that just do that. Um, try to find some whiskey and <laughs> drink that. Yes, bitch. Oh my yeah. god, I might. I watched the second episode twice, so I've actually seen 
probably 11 or 12 hours of this shit. Oh my gosh. Joey. Second episode is that good. Damn. And I know you're, you're yeah. such a Beatles fan too, man, like through and through. So you could come to appreciate like watching a second time, maybe, you know, kind of focusing in on. Well, I only watched a second time because Alicia was out when I started it. And then she came oh. back when I had like 25 minutes left and we'd watch the first one together. She wanted, Got she wanted you. to see it. I was like, I'm down to watch this one again. It was that good. So yeah, we watched yeah. it again um, and then went into the third the next day. So good. So good. Um, yeah. Fantastic. We both like every time, like she's working out there, I'm working in here and then we'll, you know, meet in the kitchen or something. I just keep thinking about the Beatles. Yeah, me too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got Beatlemania, dude. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, incredible. There's there's a scene, I think it's in the second is in the second episode, where back in the 60s, 69, the director, the original director, Michael Lindsay Hogg, placed um like kind of covert, he bugged the cafeteria of Abbey Road or whatever, wherever they are. Maybe it was Twickenham. But John and Paul go in to have a private conversation and it's being recorded. But back in the sixties, there was so much noise and interference on the audio track that you couldn't make it out. But oh. now in 2021 with all of Peter Jackson's money and wizardry, technical <laughs> wizardry, they're able to kind of give you that conversation 50 years later that Whoa. the two of them thought only they were having. That's so cool. Was it uh, an appropriate? I'm not going to tell you. I'm oh, not okay. going to tell you at all about that conversation. I'm just going to tell you that alone should get you to like watch this fucking thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm sold already. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, man. Look no. at that. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that, mate. <laughs> um. Shawnee, shall we get on to some lists, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get some lists let's going. Let's do it. Word, 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 word. word. <laughs> Yin. Word up. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Would you like I to go first? Uh, Joe, you go first, man. I'm going to go first. Take the stage. <laughs> All right. Now, when it comes to movies, when it comes to trilogies, there's not a lot of good third movies. Third movies. I was like, yeah. But we still we still have so many of them, and some of them are are fairly good. So, Jonathan, my question to you is, what are your top five third installments in movie franchises? franchises. I don't even want to say movies don't even stop at trilogies anymore. They go five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Whatever. Yeah, they yeah we we kind of, we're kind of in in outside of the age of threes, the trilogy, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, MCU, I feel, did away with that kind of concept where yeah. Captain Captain America 3 Civil War is not the third or the, the arc of his it's not where the arc of his story comes to a close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what we I need. Agree, yeah. That's what a trilogy does is it closes the arc on that story or that character. Yeah. Um, but throwing all that out the fucking window, what are your top five favorite third entries in movies third entries in movies this one was really hard because there are some stinkers in there for sure there's quite a few there's quite, quite a few. few so <laughs> i was like oh i like this trilogy i like the first movie maybe the second movie third movie yeah <laughs> so um 
But I don't know. Some of them, what, like one of my number five is kind of a, I guess a guilty, it's kind of like guilt, not guilty pleasure. Cause I think it's a fun movie. Um, I got army of darkness for number five. Fuck you. Guilty pleasure. That's a great movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, uh, maybe it's out of the series. Like, yeah, it, it's definitely a totally, wackier, totally. A, a way wackier kind of movie. Um, but I actually just, uh, I just watched this recently. I was just kind of trying to find something to watch. And I was like, oh, you know what? I don't want to watch Army of Darkness in a minute. So, so um, good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so good. And it does like, you know, it takes, it's at the character of Ash and, you know, obviously Bruce Campbell in, you know, the first two movies and, you know, his, and then of course it's uh, Sam Raimi through and through. He, he, you know, completes the trilogy with that. Um, it's so different because it's set in like a different, time period it's in this medieval kind of setting it's a medieval uh three stooges comedy with yeah there's a lot more yeah with horror elements it's a lot more humor compared to the the last two movies um and like tone wise but yeah i i still love the movie um the you know there's a lot of great scenes in the in the movie when he uh (laughs) he does the boomstick part he's you know and and he's trying to convince everyone like hey i'm i'm uh you know I'm from another world and, you know, don't mess with me kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's got lots of just, I mean, even some of the, I mean, evil Ash and like that whole thing is, is just, uh, it's just, all, yeah, it, it's, it goes Fantastic. so many different places, especially compared to, I, I hate, I mean, I should be talking about the previous films because like, yeah, those two films were very, uh, have similar kind of humor and tone but they're very like just kind of focused in one area, um, which I thought was the the best part about those Evil Dead movies is you know it's just the cabin in the woods like, you know kind of secluded and you're that's the setting that we're in, and uh, this one it yeah it takes place in you know it ha- there's a few different set pieces, um, but I think that alone of just Ash being this character who becomes this kind of like, um, I don't know like I mean obviously a hero and to the people who he meets but like. You know, he gets this chains. He gets the he gets the whole. Um, he like mods out his whole arm again, and he gets like yeah. kind of robot. It does kind of take this uh, different route too, uh, where it kind of goes like not sci- maybe science, not science fiction, but like a little, a little, a little. Like it has like yeah. some of those things to play with a little bit, and that's why I love it so much. But it just takes that a little bit further um, into it, into it. So number five, Army and of Darkness. Yeah, controversially, I would say it has one of the best sword fights. Um, near the good. end between Ash and Evil Ash, and Evil at the Ash. very end, like yeah, in, yeah. The, in the castle, yeah. Um, good, good, and it's like a battle scene. There's like all sorts of stuff in it's, the movie. Yeah, I'll rip his balls. <laughs> One of the skeletons says that it's very funny. Yeah, it's very Jason and the Argonauts. It's great. Yeah, it it takes it takes I think some some tips from that. So, um, and of course, it still has some of the signature Sam Raimi um, directing and and kind of cinematography. So I really like that. So number five, Army of Darkness. Wonderful. Number four, I've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ooh. Part of the uh, uh, the Man with No Name trilogy. That's like that's kind of like the unofficial yep. trilogy name. Um, yeah, I mean this one's my favorite out out of the three movies, and uh, it's involves you know obviously Clint Eastwood's character, and it's got the spaghetti western genre sergio sergio uh, maricone does the music it's just got everything you want in a in a western like that spaghetti western 
And Can I tell you a secret? Yes. I've never seen it. Oh, dude, you will well, enjoy I've it. Never, I've never finished it. It's very long. It's a very um, long movie. I've yeah, seen the beginning sure. like 20 times, but uh, I love the first two, especially the second one for a few dollars more. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I, I was at like a, uh, a bar a few weeks ago and it was like playing randomly in the background. And hell like, yeah. But it was that like that classic scene of like the you know the the duel. There's pretty much the duel between the three kind of characters you follow, uh, the good, the bad, and the other. You kind of yeah, figure out yeah. which one's which, and then the classic um, you know kind of scene where they have the close up on the eyes, and they're just it's literally a stare down between the three characters before they even duel each other, and it just creates this kind of obviously this. Uh, I mean, it's kind of comedic, like when you think about it, like because it's it it just spends so much time, you know, kind of get building up this tension before they make a move and do something. So, um, yeah, I still love it for for what that is, and um, I like the I like the story, I guess, behind it too, compared to the other two. So, yeah, good, the bad, the ugly, number four. Love it, hell yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, number three. Okay, number three, I've got The Return of the Jedi. Just a cl- classic Star Wars, original Star Wars trilogy. It's not my favorite of the three, um, but I do, you know, we got Jedi Master Luke. I mean, he's he's a Jedi Master at the intro of it. Uh, I love the Jabba's Palace opening scene. I mean, that's one of my favorite so good. opening scenes in the movie. Um, it, it, it might be the... It, I, it, I, it's the best opening sequence of any of the Star Wars movies. I think, I think so. Yeah, for more sure. so than like Hoth. Uh, Hoth is great. Yeah, Hoth is great, but and you spend a lot of time on Hoth too in the in the beginning. You of do, the you do. Um, but this movie, you know, it's it's good because you're obviously you know with all these trilogies, right? You um, are familiar with you know you've got a grounding for the characters, and um, you know obviously they're setting up. You know, the char- uh, character of Luke, the main kind of character to be, you know, he's gone through his training. He's become this, like, Jedi Master, but he has to struggle with facing Darth Vader, uh, his father, and uh, and then the Emperor as well in the movie. So. Which, that is the strongest part of that movie. They nailed oh, yeah. all of that stuff. It's For so sure. good. The, yeah, the battle, uh, like, the third act of the film and, and what they do with the... Uh, Darth Vader's character and the kind of battle between good and evil. It's just, it, yeah, it's just like a, it's a great kind of final conclusion to that trilogy. Um, and then sister. Yeah. He has a sister. <laughs> <laughs> there is another sky. If you won't walk. turn, maybe she, nah, <laughs> yeah. there is a lot so of quotable scenes. Good. In the movie. It's so good. Um, I refuse to watch Return of the Jedi until we get the despecialized edition yeah, yeah. where Vader doesn't scream no as he yeah. throws the Emperor over. Fuck that. I feel you, dude. I feel uh, you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yes, yeah. Return of the Jedi is very worthy of of being on the list. Yeah. And it's, uh yeah. It's, I mean, that trilogy was the original trilogy for, for both of us. I mean, you know, I had yeah. it on VHS. I mean, <laughs> I remember watching it. Yeah. And uh, getting excited to watch, keep you know, keep watching the third film, and because you, you're just excited for the journey that they've been on. So, yeah, number number three, Turn of the Jedi. Hell yeah. 
Uh, this one I had to flip flop a lot because I really like these two movies, and I've actually liked this movie a lot more over the years. Uh, number two, it's gonna be Back to the Future Part Three. Yo, I was wondering when because uh, I love BTF the was fir- gonna make an appearance. Yeah. Well, you, everyone knows this. You know this, Joey. I love Back to the Future. Um, I do. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And the trilogy, when I look at it now, the second one has become the weakest link, I feel, in the in the series. Although I do like I do like the time traveling they do in it. It's really cool. They kind of go back to the fifties, you know. But um yeah, this story is about you know, like the second one was kind of about like uh, you know, Marty and his future and all that stuff. The third one's kind of about like Doc and and his kind of path and and you know also Marty still but you know more so fo- focused on Marty and Doc's like friendship with each other which for the most yeah. part in the first you know in the first movie and the second movie you get a you know obviously you get an idea of like their their um kind of friendship and and partnership and stuff and in this third movie it's really like yo I came back to save you dude like. You know what I mean? It's like it, it has yeah. that like weight to it and it really works well. And of course, just kind of like Army of Darkness, we're getting like a different genre film in this. We're getting a Western film. Which See, is... that's my problem with the third movie. I, I, honestly, I, like, yeah. I like what you're saying. I like all of that stuff about uh, Marty and Doc and all their friendship and everything. But like you, your device is a time machine. You can go anywhere. Yeah. Why would you make a Western? It's universal. <laughs> it, well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like you could have gone, you could have gone to the medieval period. You could have gone to, I don't know. Yeah. There's... I guess, I guess maybe, cause they're still in their hometown. I guess that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's the only way they can like, yeah. It's like the beginning, the whole premise is like, yeah, they're, it's the beginning of Hill Valley in the, the town. Yeah. Area, so right? from that, from that perspective, <laughs> I've only ever put that together just now. That makes sense. But, um, yeah, that was the thing that always bothered me about the third one. It's like, go go fucking crazy with this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I, I think uh, it was, yeah, maybe that was one of the, like, in the past, like, yeah, I, I didn't really like that movie as much. I probably went one, two, three. Like, I really liked the first movie. Second one was crazy because it was, like, in the future. Um, you know, three maybe because of the limitation of like, well, you know, this obviously, you know, he got stuck there. And so they're, you know, they're kind of, you know, they can't travel everywhere. Um, and it's like, Oh, it's just like, I don't know. It's a nice sentimental thing of like, yeah, with Doc yeah. and Marty, but you're right. Like, and that's why it's just, Oh man. I, I hope they never remake this series. Um, they will, they will eventually, but if they do, Hey, try, try to do some cool shit with time travel. You know, yeah. go to more places for sure. Um, and then, yeah, do you, the, do you uh, you've seen the the kid on the train at the very end do that creepy thing yeah. with his hand, right? <laughs> I've seen that video. I think you sent me that video, actually. I'm sure I did. But yeah, if the imaginary audience doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, Google Back to the Future Part 3 creepy kid on train. And that yeah. should give you what, what you're looking for. It'll give you an idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I really like the Back to the Future series. <sighs> Sorry, man. <sighs> Gotta wake up, guys. Okay. Gotta wake up. No, you're fine. You're fine. We're both exhausted. I know. We're, we're, we're trucking along. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love that third film. And 
that it it is nice to have especially with some trilogies that finality you know because yes. like again, again we're kind of used to now a lot of movies that kind of continue on and or have or or, or it goes it's done or is it or is it <sighs> yeah like, dude. Fuck, this is exhausting that's why that's why I've been such a fan of like, you know, either TV shows that just go like for a season or two and I'm like, okay, I'm like that's yeah. the story you want to tell, yeah. you know. Um so yeah, I kind of feel the same way for this for this movie especially, like or this trilogy and this third film. It's like, okay, you 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 got Doc back, you you know, destroy the time machine, you know, there's this nice little It's very strange cuz Doc was like, destroy it and he kind of built one himself again but he wanted to see his friend i guess and travel in time with his wife and kids but um yeah and that was yeah it was a nice moment like at the end too where they kind of wrap it up and they have that photo of them you know at the clock yeah. tower and all that stuff so um yeah back to future part tree you just made me like that movie just a little bit more so thank I you know. for that oh. <laughs> um and then number number one uh Kind of similar to Back to the Future series. I didn't like this. Not, I wouldn't say I didn't like this movie. It wasn't my favorite of the three at first. And then it just kind of grew on me a lot more. And it's The Last Crusade, um, Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, we've talked about this movie a bunch, I think, on this show. I mean, it's got like kind of like a little... Um, origins i wouldn't say origin story but yeah origin story oh, yeah, is, yeah it's got a origin prologue prologue for Indy, you know for indie and how he kind of got into uh into um you know traveling the world for for all the you know looking for all the treasures and and you know being indiana jones himself and then you know of course the little hints of like how he you know kind of the person he Maybe um, look, uh, not looked up to, but yeah, you know, he met someone who, you know, who look, it kind of looked like Indiana Jones, and maybe he took, you know, obviously some inspiration with that interaction. He um, got his whip, his scar, his fedora, his fear of snakes, all in that um, prologue, right? All in that, yeah, all in that prologue, dude. So it's pretty wild. And uh, Sean Connery's in it as his dad. Um, great, like dynamic between those two characters. Uh, yeah. Can I just real yeah. quick, because you brought up Sean Connery and that first scene. This is what we need to see more of Hollywood. More, you know, like it's so much more effective what Spielberg does. Is you see the back of who of Indy's father's head, and you hear Sean Connery's voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need to de-age Sean Connery for that scene. You don't need a different actor for that scene. The voice was powerful enough. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, yeah. It's such simple filmmaking that people overthink it or don't think about it at all. You're right. You know what I mean? I In think... Marvel, they would have de-aged that shit, and you wouldn't have been focused on the scene. You would have been focused on, whoa, he looks like he did back in 1984. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's such good that that opening, that prologue is a masterclass in filmmaking. It in is. Writing. It goes in writing. Yeah, it goes through a lot of different. You know, they do a lot to kind of solidify, yeah, Indy's character and like where he you know came from and yeah, and then the whole. I mean, it's quite. A, I mean, a lot of different set pieces going on too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening in that prologue. 
Um, yeah. But that's what kept me engaged. And um, and it's great to have something like that to kind of start it off like that, you know, compared to, to the last two films where it was a little different. Um, what else? Oh, I love the third. I love the third act. There's like, yeah. you know, you got the I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the movie. But, yeah, there's, a, you know, the kind of the trials of, you know, trying to get the the uh, the Benedict on the grail. Um, yeah. Oh, starts with an eye. Ooh, you have a good Sean Connery impression. Thank dude. you. I like that. Thank you. Um, but yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. I love that's I love it, baby. That truly. Yeah, I love that third movie. It's such a good one. In fact, I feel like I probably watched that third movie more in out of all the movies. It's either I agree. Raiders of the Lost Ark or The Last Crusade. You know, and I, you know, I still give it up for, um, the second one. I'm black. I love name. Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple of Doom. These two are kind of untouchable, and I think I'm in the same camp as you. Is like I, I hold uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in a high regard. Yeah, but as I've gotten older, um, Last Crusade is just a more enjoyable watch because there's so much more humor to it. You get Sean Connery in that dynamic. Yeah, um, you know, it's just it's. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Cat's going wild over here. But yeah, that's my list, dude. Is it, is it Biko or is it Ube? It's actually Thanos, uh, my roommate's cat. Oh, sup? Don't what? snap. Running amok. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. You All good? right. All right. <laughs> Shani, we're going to get through mine and the next list fast and we're both gonna knock out gonna <laughs> lay no, down yes i want to watch some of those beatles documentary uh, dude but <laughs> yes you should you should fall asleep it's, with them. It, it's been i'm um, sure it's for you it's been non-stop all day i haven't had like a moment to like yeah i had like yeah. a moment before this just to like sit down and just be like <sighs> and then you're like fuck christ i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> i was like if i take a nap that's not gonna happen because i'm probably gonna fall asleep through the show so <laughs> thank you for not um <laughs> All right. Number five for me. I always think it's number two, but it's actually the third installment, 007 Goldfinger. Ooh, a little um, 007. Okay. Yes. Goldfinger's, I think, up until Skyfall was my favorite Bond film. You know, you've got Goldfinger, you've got Odd Job, you've got Sean Connery, you've got Pussy Galore. What? Yeah, a lot, um, of, a lot of characters. You've got yeah. Fort Knox. Um, and. Oh, yeah. I'm not a like a Bond aficionado or anything like that, but I do believe Goldfinger is the one that started started the tradition of I don't know about the gun barrel, but like the opening sequence, and it kind of gave all the future Bond all the tropes that we have come to associate with Bond stem oh, from Goldfinger. Goldfinger, um, and I could be wrong about that, but that is uh, my belief. So there we go. That that reminds me of I I talked about No Time to Die on the on the last episode. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That reminds me. There was one of the coolest, cool scenes. There is a scene in the movie. Don't. Where, no, you gonna watch it? You gonna watch it? No, go for no. it. What are you gonna say? There is a scene in the movie where uh, it's like in the third act, and James James Bond, Daniel Craig, um, like turns in the in the set piece that they're in the uh, the the area that the third act's taking place. He turns the he turns the corner right, and he does the little shot. Uh -huh. He does a little hip shot. And then they frame it just exactly like the opening scenes of James Bond from 
then on with the you know the blood and everything the the gun barrel shot pretty much but you could tell that they purposely set up that shot to be like oh we need to like kind of tip our hat off to the uh so so that is not something i would have wanted spoiled for me uh, it's not that it's, is something i would have wanted to just experience now damn it it's honestly fuck. it's it's super quick and it's like oh like oh i see what they did there like, yeah. no that's very cool that's very cool good for them they've never been traditional with all the bond elements from the martini shaken not stirred to bond james bond all that so yeah <laughs> um very cool very cool number four number four Robert Rodriguez's Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Hey, I had that as my runner-up, actually. Great yeah. fucking movie. We saw this in eighth grade. I think my dad bought all our tickets. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Kenny. I know you're listening. Um, but yeah, this movie's fucking great. I love the first two, especially Desperado. Desperado was on my was in my top five for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico is an incoherent kind of mess but it's such a fun party of a mess it that is, it's yeah. like i'm just along for the ride you've got willem dafoe you've got even mendez you've got johnny depp you've got sama hayek and antonio banderas and enrique iglesias shows up what the fuck um it's so good yeah. it's so good um <laughs> mickey rourke's in it yes um damn i forgot mickey rourke was in that mickey rourke and uh cheech Marin. yeah 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 I remember that. Great, Damn, great movie. That series. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, we have the same number three, Return of the Jedi. Nice. Okay. We'll cross. No over. need to recap it. Honestly, we kind of covered everything. The the Vader Luke stuff is superb. Superb. Uh, the other stuff is a little less so, but to me, it's still kind of the perfect trilogy, at least in terms of looking at uh, the main character's arc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Number two, Army of Darkness. Dude, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go back into it. It's so good. Um, and then number one, we have the same number one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Hey, okay. For all the reasons we already touched on. I mean, it's just it's, it's so good. It does it does everything at least as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then you add in the Sean Connery father humor element to it. And it's yeah. just so good that so dynamic good. is so good man i still you know what i i gotta say i probably watch like and maybe that's why i still like trilogy movies because it's like oh you could you know i try to watch maybe i think i've watched indiana jones like one you know once every year or something like that like the trilogy oh. you know and it's great i love revisiting those movies because yeah it's it's so much fun and you know you get i still get so much enjoyment out of watching the those, those trilogy movies um and there's only three of them there's There's only only three three. they've never made any more of them they've never made a fourth they're not making a fifth (laughs) and so we just got to be happy and thankful and appreciative of the uh the only three indiana jones movies that there are in our in our minds yes (laughs) Mm. Mm. yeah nice nice list joey i love how we had a few crossovers and you know it, it i think we're right we were kind of thinking the same thing it's it's uh there's a lot of stinkers for third films so many because you know we were talking about like um i think we we're talking like spider-man recently and it's just like mm, i like i've grown to like that movie but it's not it's not, not in my top not, five yeah dark knight rises is not in my top five batman forever is not in my top five um Obviously, these are my top five. Um, so yeah, there yeah, we go. There we go. 
there we go. Jonathan, do you have a list for me? Uh-oh, what happened here? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. We're it was just then. it was a little choppy right. just for a bit. Um yeah. Uh the second list tonight is gonna be I uh I don't know. I was just thinking about this like the other day. I was like, we've done album covers and usually a lot of, you know, even stuff that covers this as far as like articles or whatever, they always talk about like the front of the cover. But I some I you know, especially with a vinyl record, I like to spend a lot of time in the uh, inside sleeve or whatever you have in there and also looking at the back of the cover so joey what are your top five uh favorite back album covers love this so glad you asked so glad you asked um (laughs) number five this feels like a cheat because it's actually one image oh Um, i can see what you're gonna put up it's Bling Way 2, the Mark Tom and Travis show. The back image is more, it's the concert that they're playing at, you see. But there's so um, much to see in that back cover. Them on stage. There's so much. There's dudes in a shower. There's a dude um, in a banana. There's a, <laughs> there's a little person with uh, nipple rings and a cigar riding a surfboard. Um, there's an alien. Um, there's a wizard. There's an angry businessman for some reason. Yeah, just chilling there. More (laughs) aliens. Travis, I'm pregnant, says the banana. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, this is a fantastic piece of art. And um, I've spent, I don't know how many hours staring at every piece of this thing. Oh, Um, that's so cool. You have a vinyl too. Yeah. I was like, if I get one Blink album on vinyl, it's got to be this album my, probably my favorite record of all time at least it used to be i don't know if it would still hold up to that but it's it's up there it's way up there that's so cool uh number four i'm gonna go another cartoony route okay okay but uh ramones rocket to russia Ooh. and you've got the big the earth and you've got the pinhead on the ramones rocket and then you've got like a russian he's like whipping the guy with carrying the salt it's not a very pg or a pc i should say cover but there's a lot of fun easter eggs yeah um, yeah from kind of that underground art scene kind of thing Um, i like your first two covers so far have been stuff like you could just kind of stare at the back and find little things to kind of appreciate yes exactly that's, that's super cool and then it's and it's obviously uh illustrated art too for for these first two as well and that's where it ends. That's where it ends. Um, <laughs> number three, I'm going to go Elvis Costello, this year's model. The back cover is him. I don't know if you can see it. My, my copy is a little blurred out, but okay. it's basically him at an open window. I've always liked the oh, image of him. It looks like he's flying through the window, and then his bandmates are right there. I right always there, thought right? that was a, a striking image. The one guy's facing away. Yeah, I've always liked this. I like excuse it. me, this image for some reason. Number two, I think this record, um, the front and the pack, pair pair very well together. Um, and really, the album the band has described as uh, a concept album about a night out on the town, going going out drinking whatever. And really, the front and back covers very simply show you the whole night 
So the front cover is this chap sitting in a booth looking very well as he's puffing away on a cigarette. And the back is him just with the cigarette in his hand, just holding his forehead. We've the ash is like kind of Mm -hmm. built up, you know, it's been exact a bit. That's I've never even noticed that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but we've all been there. I, there's a picture of me doing that at lucky chances with your dad. Your dad's like looking at me and smiling uh, as I'm just like not doing well. Um, but yeah, so that's my number two, my number one, my uncle Mike gave me this record. I was like, check Ooh, this out. Okay. It's called, it's George Carlin Toledo window box. And you, you oh, need to yeah. see the front to get the back. To now the, the back. front is him pointing to his t-shirt and on the t-shirt, um, is a pot with a bunch of weed plants, a bunch of marijuana plants. And if you turn it back, Georgie is now stoned and all the plants are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So it's pretty funny. Um, I love and that, that was, that's the first, um, kind of image I remember kind of like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like thinking about how they could be connected. Yeah. That's the first time that would ever kind of click for me. So, Uh, that was the first one that came to mind uh, when you posed this list to me. So there we go. I like it, dude. I I was not prepared. I did not get my records out. I'm such an idiot. I should have brought my records out. Fool. Um, But yeah, I think I I love the, obviously your list with, uh, because it's the back of the album cover. It it has to say, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't have to say something or relate too much to the front image, but I think it's very it works well with like you know this is an album and you're this is this uh you know it's a piece of art where it's kind of like it works together you know in, in a way to yeah. present the and i love those kind of similar to george collin and the arctic monkeys they have these kind of uh similar similar kind of framed images uh and then this kind of juxtaposing um you know kind of a a, a cause and effect kind of thing i don't know how to describe yes, it. like yeah question yeah. answer kind of yeah 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 so it does kind of relay back but um i do i yeah that george collin one is uh, that's a smart one i like that one hell yeah um well, my list is shawnee oh yeah good yeah <laughs> no i was just because i'm very excited to hear yours uh it's yeah it's i wish i had images to show you guys but um kind of dug, dug dug into the 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 uh the albums the records i have and um, LPs. Some of them are like very simple, uh, but I just like how just cool it looks. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, I've got number five. I got Revolver on here. Ooh, with just like a straight black and white kind of like uh, it's. I think the the image. I don't know if it's uh, if it's like an overexposed image or but there's like the lighting of like you just kind of see the Beatles. It's just pretty much the four Beatles, and um they're like face- aren't they wearing like square sunglasses yeah they're wearing like sunglasses but like the light it's like the way the light hits them um it's almost like a stencil it, it almost looks like that it's very similar to like um well i'll mention it later since it's on my list but it, yeah it has a it has a stencil look to it in a way and um it's very simple and it's great because there's this it's a lot of just black um you know and the, it's like that them and like shadows and and just just looks so cool and um it's great because you have this kind of black um area where you can put like you know they have the the you know the titles and the song titles and everything and the credits and um i don't know it it it, it's not as elaborate uh of a design and choice compared to the cover of revolver 
Um, but I think I like that. I like how it was like, you know, the, the front is, is this whole kind of illustrated collage um, of just a bunch of things. And then you have this kind of like, I wouldn't even say neutral. I, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but you have this kind of, you know, now it's kind of this two tone thing, but it's still playing with, you know, this kind of black and white, um, you know, kind of theme. So, um, yeah, revolver number five. Um, number four, this is actually, I think this is an album I borrowed from you and I still have Joey. You fucking shit. I have your Kerplunk album. <laughs> Ooh. And it's, yeah, it's a green days Kerplunk. Uh, it's got like, I mean the cover, obviously it's like, it, it's playing with this kind of color thing where green days in like green, you know, it's got the chick with the like, you know, she's doing a little thing. Like there. a squirt gun or a ray squirt gun, gun or, something. or yeah, something like that. Um, but I like this back cover because it it's like all handwritten. It's got like an image of like just you know, obviously this is early Green Day and just like you know, it's the three of them. I think I don't even know where they're at. They're just like just standing around. You know, it's not like a. It's one of those like um, in the moment shots. They're not. It's not like a photo shoot shot. You know what I mean? It's not, not like the Beatles revolver where they're. You know, it's obviously they pose for the shot. Um, it's just them naturally in their own habitat and um, and then yeah, every all the titles and everything are like handwritten. It, it looks like it was put together and like photocopied for the back yeah. cover. And it and, and at the time, you know that that you know it's kind of like Green Day's kind of feel and vibe. I think that was uh, so. Um, reflective of what that album was too as well so um i like that that kind of dui kind of look and um yeah just showed they it almost felt like yeah they had their you know their hands on a lot of the pieces of the of the album and the the conceiving of the album um so i I like that part so yeah kerplunk for for number four hell yeah uh here we go number oh man there's so many of these Number two. Okay, I got these all switched around. Um, I'm gonna go number three. I'm gonna go the Clashes, uh, UK, uh, self-titled. Hell yeah. One. Uh, so this is why I go back to the stencil kind of look. Um, the front of the album is the the three Clash members, looking all cool. Yeah, yeah. I got some hands in their pockets and they're, but it, it, the way they play with um the kind of yeah stencil look where there's only a few tones of cut like layers of colors um and then the back cover is this kind of stencil of these uh uh british kind of police officers and like this kind of riot scene that they're they're kind of creating with it and i think and then of course the same kind of color palette with this kind of greens and um i think it's like like orange or I, i forgot what the other color is but yeah, it's it's very like a two tone kind of thing with the stencil art, but it just like with the back cover and these policemen, it just it like when I listen to this album, I think of this like the stuff going on. And you know, my when my dad describes this album to me, you know, it's just like this. You know, this is what you know punk you know punk was like, defying like you know the 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 overlords, the the higher ups, the you know the government, and it's just like in that one image in the back of it, um, really tells that story of like maybe what the what the clash is trying to say, or um, what maybe what they're um, you know what they kind of stand for as being a, a a band of that time in the punk era. So, um, 
And yeah, and it goes and again, it matches really well with the the front and everything. I, I think it it's a really well, and of course the album's awesome. Um, Fine. So yeah, number that's number three, right? Number three. Yes. Uh, I had, I had whatever people say as number one. So Ooh, and you said it. Sorry. You, you said it totally right. I mean, like, I mean, the kind of two sides, like. And I, I, I like how you say it. it's like how the night started out and then like how, how it finished. <laughs> um, and I actually just got that record on vinyl recently. Oh, yeah. Good. Super excited. Good. I got I just got that one and Favorite Worst Nightmare on vinyl. Nice. Um, so that's fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, the simplistic, I, I, I maybe I kind of move towards the simplistic kind of looks like just the one image of the guy. It's not even his whole body. It's just like his upper you know, half of the body um, and that simple thing of his cigarette. And then I think the CD cover also is like a, it's like the cigarette, like ashtray. It's like ashtray. Yeah. 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 Well, for one, I remember the CD and then the, um, uh, I think the record I have, I don't know if it has, I can't remember if it had anything designed on it, but. I think the, the B side uh, center sticker is that, is the ashtray. Is that. Um, Yeah. You said, I mean, it's, it's a great album cover and, Again, it tells a story. I, I, maybe that's why I, I picked this topic tonight. It, like, I used to, I still love looking at physical versions of the albums because it does give you an idea of maybe what this album's about, uh, what they're trying to say, um, and it, it's like a, it's themed to, you know, um, you know, the, the, what they're sharing in their music. So, and it tells a story, and I think that's what's so fascinating about album covers and we don't get that as much we get usually just a fr- even with a digitized you kind of told me you kind of gave me a peek of what the christmas present is this year but but yeah um with that you know not a lot of people design back covers you know they have it maybe in their in their um digital linear notes or whatever so right. um you know i think the that art of the the back cover and the cd jacket and the vinyl record it's 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 lost at times but i know vinyls obviously even bands today are, are starting you know coming out with their records and putting out their designs together you know with all the everything in there um yeah and then i skipped over my two sorry uh number no two, no no number two i got enema of the state blink way too a blink oh, record well. i was thinking about doing that one as well Shit. uh because they had the uh, you know the front of the cover is the uh you know the the nurse with the the glove the blue glove but you know busty it or whatever and uh and the back cover is like all th- i think it's like all three of them getting like at a <laughs> doctor's office and they're yeah they're they're all like it looks like they're all getting checked up by this lady and, and of course like the nurse is you know she's with the stockings on she's looking all sexy and everything and um and it's just them you could tell like it's them like half naked because like at that time they were just like half naked in all their videos and stuff so it's a perfect image of blink 22 at that time too um, yeah it's that's just, that's a great call yeah right yeah so um and yeah it's them like being giddy and like like they're gonna get like checked up by this nurse <laughs> like it's such a <laughs> And it's just so goofy, and um, but it, it really captures for me. It captures that time of their career, I guess, in the that album, and um, yeah. I mean, the, it was. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, the the inside booklet for that album was a lot of fun too, because you you opened it up, and it was just them 
waiting in line to get checked on by this nurse and yeah. they pop up in different poses like three or four times but there's all these other people that they're like talking to in line and yeah it was just a lot of fun it's a fun record it's a fun record and it really reflects in the the album cover and uh i don't have any blink on vinyl funny enough so um I, you're right I, might, I need more that was the only one i have yeah i like that like uh the mark tom and travis show is probably worth like definitely worth it in the collection um i'd probably get the like the earlier i would even say they're self-titled too i'd probably try to get that on on vinyl i bet you yeah. some crazy um designs for the the uh the records themselves like the the you know the what do you call it the pressing of it right the, yeah, the yeah. colors they can do and all that stuff but um yeah, that's my that I just thought of that like recently and um you kind of get you know we, I think we were talking about like you know I don't want to say it on the air but yeah we we're talking about in Thanksgiving we were talking about that whole situation uh yeah conversation and yeah I just feel like it's it's such a uh, a thing that it's a lost art I feel um because I think most people releasing music probably just digitally alone don't really consider the back cover anymore yeah yeah and it's and it was one of my favorite you know especially when you're like even just earlier on even with cds like getting a cd and like looking the jacket but like i would stare at the back for like ever listening you yeah know, listening to the music and you're like oh this is cool like this is what the song is and you try you try to memorize the track listing too and like how that goes and and then you know as i got uh more into like music and production it's like um you know obviously i'm looking at like who's producing the records and um it's crazy when you kind of go back and like look at that stuff you're like whoa like i can't believe this was recorded here and like um yeah so it's really cool it it, you know that's why i'm glad vinyl is kind of back in a way because i know a lot of bands are considering the that artwork still being produced for that you know for that medium so um but yeah that's 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 that (laughs) I love what it. Is that good list, Shawnee? Thank you, thank you. You no, thank you. <laughs> um, anything you would like to uh, share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? Uh, man, I got like, I I should have shared that that work story uh, on my share time because that that really kicked me into gear this week. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can count it. We can count it. Yeah, we'll, we'll count that one. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, Joey, do you got anything to share? Um, did I tell you about Furbo last week? Furbo. The like treat dispenser thing? Yes, you showed us. Okay, uh, actually, you showed us on the air. I did. You're right. So I cool. did. So, hopping over that, um, I finished. I believe I finished um my latest script. Ooh, so I'm just okay. excited about that. Honestly, um, not really. It's, it's a shout out to myself, but uh, yeah, it's uh. I think it's finally in a place where I can like show it to people. And um, so anyone listening that would like to, to give it a read, I would love to send it to you and, and get some feedback, but uh, yeah, dude, I'm, that's I'm excited. So cool. That's Thanks, awesome, man. man. I, uh, yeah, I, I remember you were like working on that quite a bit and you had your move and everything and transition of job. So I'm, I'm sure that was, you know, getting yeah. back into yeah. it and just like yeah. still finding my rhythm for, you know, but yeah, dude, that's awesome. It's all good. Thanks, man. You know, I'll, I'll read it, man. If you send it to me for sure. I'll send it to you. I'll send, I'll send that shit your way. Um, Shawnee, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? 
Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Shonday Music and on my website, shondaymusic.net. Dot net. net. Joey, where can we find more of your work on the internet? <laughs> you can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram at Joey Parati. Also on my website, Joey Parati Scripts. No, sorry, joeyparati.com. That was the old one. That was the old, uh, going right back, back in time. Um, you can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. It's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. You can check us out on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify. Um, so please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you <laughs> Merry Jolly Love and Return. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Bay. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Yes.